0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Lemo. This is where young salespeople come to learn how to grow in their career, make more money, get the next job, grow the skills that you need to be successful. Uh, feeling very fortunate, feeling blessed, feeling excited for episode 232 today. Um, before we get to that, let's do a quick shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, first up, gong.io. Um, I mean, what else can I say? I, I love Gong so much that I joined there. You may have seen the $250 million that we got in funding uh, last week. It's the number one revenue intelligence platform. It's the greatest sales invention since uh, sliced bread. Uh, it's the it's the best thing that I've ever used for my career personally. Uh, you should check it out. If you're a CRO, VP of sales, individual contributor, whatever it is, it is changing the game and it has changed the game for thousands of companies so check us out at gong.io or just hit me up on linkedin dm me and i can point you in the right direction so shout out to everyone that uh, has already done that and um, we've gotten some conversations started uh, the second shout out for the sponsor goes to postal.io shout out to postal they help in a world where everyone's trying to Automate and and custom you know and and just kind of mass blast things, especially with gifts. Uh, they take the alternate approach. They really highly customize it. You can personalize gifts for customers, prospects, partners that are coming from places like the brewery across town or the florist on the street corner. Um, they even do something that I like, which is like handwritten notes that you type out because my handwriting's so bad that people can actually read them that way. It's really cool. I use it with customers. I use it with podcast guests. Um, and they're doing a special thing. Anyone that reviews this podcast on Apple only this month, it ends at the end of June, this offer, uh, they'll give a free Starbucks gift card. So you review the podcast on Apple. It'll take one minute and then we'll hit you up uh, with a free Starbucks gift card. So, uh, shout out to both them gong.io postal.io. Uh, let's get to today's conversation as we're kicking off June here. Um, I've got Austin Matthews. Austin is a sales manager. At Pulse M. He uh, formerly spent four years at Customer Lobby. That's where he was when we had this conversation. We talk about all things uh, the art of the cold call, language, uh, how to persuade, how to influence people. It's a great, great episode, especially if you're out there in the field making cold calls every day. I think you'll find some good tactical advice here. So without further ado, let's get straight into my conversation with Austin. Let's go. Austin Matthews, good evening. How you doing, man? Welcome to doing Millennial well. Sales.
1: Doing well. Tommy Tahoe. How are you?
0: I'm in the house. I'm excited <laughs> to be talking with you, man. You got the full setup over there.
1: I know, man. Hey, I, you know, wanna wanna do this right.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And so do the listeners and their their audio quality while they're walking the dog or, you know, washing dishes or whatever it is that they're probably multitasking doing <laughs> while listening to this podcast.
1: For sure, for sure. Tommy before we jump in I got to ask you because I'm, I'm very curious the yeah. name Tommy Tahoe what's the what's the backstory of Tommy Tahoe
0: man I mean partially uh you know there's just every good nickname has alliteration you know what I'm saying you got to have the, the two t's there um but the the true story is uh like four years ago uh, I decided to run a marathon with one of my best friends and my sister up in Lake Tahoe nice. and um You know, I'd never run more than like five or six miles before. Uh, That wasn't really my thing. And um, I remember we were, we were running, I was running side by side with my buddy. And, uh, you know, you hit that point. I don't know if you are a runner or, or, you know, and have done anything like that, but there's like, there's always that point, like mile 17, 18, where you just get, you're just like knocked down. It was pretty much like all of 2020, where it's just like, (laughs) you know, everything is hard. Your, your body hurts, your mind hurts. And, uh, I think I was starting to get a little bit down and he just goes like, man, screw that you're Tommy Tahoe. It's <laughs> <And> like, kind of <laughs> like, like, uh, to jack me up. And it was almost like a, like an alter ego of like, man, that just like, I just like re-identified myself as like this guy. And like, uh, awesome. so, so it kind of holds like a, a mean, it's as simple as like, you know, it just sounds kind of cool, which is, I think is true. But for me, it also kind of like, it just like i just kind of like feel like a different person sometimes because that moment you know you can just kind of like redefine uh sure. yourself and like to an extreme extreme level i don't know if you're familiar with david goggins but yeah, he kind of sure. has that same mentality that was crazy
1: he, man people call just him run Gog- a marathon yeah, he, break broken feet and just keep running i mean he's
0: i'm like you know if there's the spec if there's the goggins spectrum i'm like you know way down here and he's way <laughs> over here right but it's the same type of philosophy
1: yeah for sure no that guy's that guy's nuts um yeah no, i know yeah he's that guy's crazy that's awesome man that's a good backstory i like that i, I, I was yeah. wondering if it had something to do specifically with Ta- i grew up in tahoe so oh you like, did? right at the summit like mountains of snow when people say they get snowed in like literally we couldn't open the front door sometimes so <laughs> like uh it's it's got a place in my heart so
0: tahoe yeah. is one of my favorite places on earth
1: me too 100 man yeah
0: all year okay. round doesn't matter all
1: year round yeah it doesn't matter when yeah you know? <laughs> i'll go up Almost- anytime
0: Almost sneaky spring and fall, which most people neglect, is the best time because you you know there's not as many people up there hogging up either you know the the slopes or the lake or yeah.
1: the Absolutely. restaurants. Great place to train too for runners like you, man. You know man, the altitude. altitude. Yeah,
0: the altitude will get you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm excited to to, to have you on. I, I'm I'm always curious before we get into what you're doing today. Um, I was looking on LinkedIn and and saw a number of of different jobs that you had before going over to customer lobby. Um, Looked like the Marin, uh, what is it, the Music Mart or something like that? Marin Music Center. Uh, Music Center. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to hear um, what got you in there uh, into sales. It clearly wasn't just like a straight shot out of school. So tell me about the winding path
1: yeah i always tell this people when in an interview i, was, I always say this but um I, mean, I i did a ton of things i've had a, just a ton of jobs i've been working since i was like 15. Um, <clears throat> you know and yeah i did some like a lot of retail stuff a lot of retail sales you know samsung sony that kind of stuff go around to stores and teach people how to sell the product and that kind of stuff uh, i was working at a music store It was just super fun laid back while i was doing some school Um, learned a a lot, got to play music all day. It was really fun. And then, uh, I I always say to people, like, I don't think kids, you know, they're not growing up and they're like, man, I want to be a salesman when I get older, you know, they like, they kind of fall into it. Right. And, uh, I really wanted to work in, in, at a tech company. I just wanted to work at a tech company. I wanted to get my foot in somewhere. Wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Um, but I found customer lobbying. Went in there and like just the first day sitting down on the phones and listening to people. It was like, it was like, incredible me. I was like, dude, I can do this. Like, this is what I could do this really well. Uh, My ego, I was like, I, you shouldn't have said that, you know? Um, And yeah, man, just, just loved it. Just fell in love with it. And that's, that's kind of where, where I came from, but.
0: You're fortunate to have your first tech job. You've been at customer lobby over three years. Uh, That's unique. You know, most people it's like, it'd be six to 18 months and then either they leave or, you know, get fired or it's a mutual thing or yeah. whatever it might be. But your first tech company, first tech sales job, you know, going on, uh, you know, over three years is an impressive, impressive story.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely reasons for that. Right. I I, uh, I stayed here because I, I just this company I'm at customer lobby is just really unique. Um, and, I, you know, I could go somewhere else to a big company, do a lot of things. I've stayed here because the way we operate, I'm able to do things that a lot of people don't get to do in sales, right? You come in every day, like you have your one specific track and job you're doing, but like as a, you know, I'm in charge of the AE team, but like I get to work on partnership deals. I get to help with marketing. I get to help with like where products moving. Um, I just get to wear a lot of hats and learn a lot that I would not have been able to do it at another company. So I'm, I just I love absorbing that stuff and being a part of the the mission and where that company is going is just that's that's really exciting to me. So
0: yeah. And how many people are there are working there?
1: Uh, total at the company, we have people uh, around a few different places. Um, I believe there's fifty now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, that's like that's like the perfect size for like you're getting your hand in all all the
1: pots. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so we were talking a little bit ahead of time and uh, you have a passion for cold calling. Yeah. And uh, that's something that if you say that, if you say those eight, eight letters, two words, cold call to people, you know, people might throw up, people might pass out, people are scared, uh, yeah. they hate it. And uh, so it's it's a unique passion. I'd love to hear um, why why it is and, and kind of what your take is uh, on the cold call and, and how you've kind of developed that for the team.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> I mean, I think where I'm at, we're, we're in kind of a, a unique position I and I've listened to some of your podcasts. I think you had Kayla on, on she was talking about like, you know, LinkedIn and, and Clubhouse and all these different things are like, those are great. But like, you really need to focus on your quota. You need to focus on like making those calls. And the you know clients, the people that we, prospects we talk to, they're not usually the people that are on LinkedIn and those kinds of things. So we've always had this mantra of bringing it to basics. So just bring it back to basics, man. Like making the cold calls, having conversations, being dynamic, just that baseline has been really important for us. Uh, and because I've gotten to live in that area, I, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like uh, there's so much to learn there. There's so many obstacles and they change from rep to rep right depending on who you are uh, you were talking about fear right i think that's that's probably the the biggest deterrent from people being successful in a role is because they're afraid to pick up the phone and they may not even know that they may not even admit that like i'm scared to pick up the phone so instead they spend 20 minutes 30 minutes researching lead before they call it make the call it goes nowhere and you just, you just wasted you know 25 30 minutes of your day on one call um so i, I really like to try to break that habit from people and just let them know don't be married to the outcome of the call. You know, it's not about that, right? It's about getting on the phone, doing the best you can, right? If you get hung up on, if you have somebody that's not interested, that, that's fine. You know, disposition, move on, go to the next one. Um, I think that's super important. That holds people, people back a lot, but.
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, I remember the days of making cold calls and hoping that the person on the other end did not answer the phone (laughs) yeah and you you have like a a sigh of relief every time that you hear you've reached the voicemail of you know and uh obviously that's not the goal you know the goal is to actually get them live Um, and then when you have them which is fairly rare to you know be able to have a real conversation with them uh so if you if you see that that's happening how do you actually other than just kind of saying the words like how would you coach me to kind of get over that fear and focus more on, you know, just doing it versus being attached to the outcome.
1: Sure. I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of things you do. W- one of my favorite things to do that I've done several times now is, um, I'll bring everybody into a meeting. It'll be our team meeting. And I'll say, okay, hey, everybody's going to, you know, we're going to take turns. I'm going to call on who's going to go, but I'm not going to give you any info, but the person's name and, uh, the phone number to call. They share their audio. They have to make a cold call and try to book a demo. And sometimes they're they're very successful. But it, you know, it just teaches them that like it doesn't matter all that other stuff. Like you're looking at the history, you're looking at this, and you just don't want to mess up this this lead that you have. Like it doesn't matter. Like that stuff is 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 there. That's great. But like when it comes down to it, it's about picking up the phone. It's about making the dial. And when they see that success, when they see like that really doesn't matter. I just need to call and have a conversation with somebody. Um, I think that really like breaks them out of that fear that they have that, you know, that call, it it doesn't matter. I can't, I don't need to hold on to this lead for you know 160 days because I'm afraid to call it, like just get it done with and move on to the next one, you know.
0: And if you're talking about having conversations with people versus pitching, yeah. Which again, as you're starting in sales, you're not thinking I'm calling this CEO or insert title here to just have a conversation with them. You're thinking, I need to book a meeting. I need to get them sold on my product. They need to do all these things. So do you change the talk track? Uh, like, I don't know if you're using scripts or or, or a certain like kind of guidance on talk track, but how do you go about that? If if you're trying to reinforce that this is a conversation, nothing else.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a, a few things there, I think, um, before any, anything before somebody gets on the phone and is calling, um, you know, like, I, I think it's the difference between a telemarketer and a salesman, um, is like, you can call, you know, 100, 200 people and just read off the script and like, okay, this branch goes this way. And I say this, like, you're not having a conversation, you're not telling a story. Um, but if you start with product first, right, and you make sure that that person on the phone before they even making that phone call, um, they're a subject matter expert. They know how this company works. They know how it fits in, they know when they go to the bar with their buddy and sits down and is like, oh, so what are you doing at that company? He's going to be able to explain it in a conversation to his friend and his friend's going to get that. Right. So it's, it's just about getting them to that point. So that when they're on their phone, they're able to have that conversation. You touch on another thing, which is, uh, you know, humans are selfish right i mean we're, we're selfish you know Guilty. people are selfish um i mean even if we we're not even realizing we're doing it but when we're on the phone like you said new rep you're getting on you're like i got to book a demo right you're not thinking about what's going to help the other guy on the other side of the phone so i think reframing that 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 mindset as well and thinking about i'm talking to actually the human being over here this is something that could actually benefit their business what's actually important to them right and if you're doing that and if you're thinking about that and you're a subject expert in your business and how you can help people uh every conversation is going to be different so i think it is important to start with like a baseline script when training somebody um, to just help them get in the flow of the language and the you know the words that that are used um call flow those types of things um you know the signal disrupt in the beginning is super important um but once you, you you get past that um, it's about having a conversation with that person. And every call should be different because you're talking to a different person.
0: Mm. And how do you it, like uh, coach the reps to become the subject matter expert? Because that's another issue that I remember from from back in the day. And, you know, still it, it can still be a struggle when, you know, in your mid 20s as an AE of having the credibility and knowing that the person that you're talking to may have been doing their job longer than you've been alive. And that's yeah. intimidating. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, how do you kind of fast track the knowledge that they need to at least be, you know, dangerous and confident enough on a call?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think starting with product first, doing some really in-depth product training, how things work, learning about the industries that you're selling into. And, and yeah, you're you're de- definitely going to have that daunting um, feeling of like, you know, imposter syndrome of like, why, you know, why is this guy that's been doing this for 30 years want to talk to me? Right. Um, But I think if, you know, it's not about being a complete expert about every single thing that person's doing in his day, but an expert on your product and how that product fits in for them. And usually when you're calling into a business or you're talking to somebody, you have something new, you have something different, uh, that can help. Right. So, um, you're going to have insights that that person's not going to have, um, which, you know, that, that, that's what you're exploiting, right. Is your insights and your, that's what they're buying from you. Right. They could go online easily. Um and find multiple products probably that compete with yours and choose which one they want to go with. Ultimately, in the end of the day, they're they're buying from your insight. They're buying from what you're saying to them uh, and that trust you're building with them.
0: Yeah. Um, how about technology? Uh, I'm curious if you're someone that focuses on on sales tech, if if you have uh, you know maybe just the basics, I'm not sure at a fifty person company. It could go either way. You could maybe say, Hey, we don't have enough budget for a lot. Or yeah, we we're we're kind of testing these other small companies and and there's something uh, interesting that we're doing. I'm just curious if you are leveraging anything that is game changing for you in any way.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we've definitely tried a lot, a lot of different sales enablement tools before, um, so you know a lot of them just felt really over engineered for what we were doing uh the people that we're talking to and you know that's why we're we're always talking about bringing it back back to basics and and what we're doing i mean obviously we use um you know uh you know email stuff tracking that kind of stuff um but yeah when it comes to like i mean gong's a great tool it's definitely something i'd love to have at, at some point Love reading their stuff. They have great insights on things. Um, I don't know if we're yet at a place where that's gonna be um, the most beneficial for us, um, but I hopefully very soon, I, th- I think it could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now we're just, we're, we're really at basics, man. S- Salesforce, um, you know, making those calls. Uh, a, a huge one that's really helpful for us. It's like, I don't know if you ever use this, but uh, uh, White Pages, you had a White Pages what, you account? you mean the literal White Pages? Literal White Pages. Okay. Have you ever used it? Have you ever used it? For sales? No man. So you go on there and you can actually find people super easy and you're you're just like getting their <laughs> their actual direct lines to to to, to talk to them. The, my reps that use that have like the highest connect rate with the DM. Uh, some of my my most successful reps are you you know use that tool all the time.
0: That's hilarious. Not, not the, not zoom info or seamless or this or that. Let's just go straight back to, back to basics.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) telling you, try it, dude. It, uh, It, it, it really works.
0: I love it. How do you, um, when you're thinking about fundamentals, um, you're getting reps that are coming straight out of school or, or another career. Uh, I'm curious what, what's the first thing that you work with them on? Is it like, is it their mindset? Is it this is what our company does? This is who our customer is? Um, maybe it's a combination, but but if you could really kind of put an emphasis on one thing that sets the baseline for them as a salesperson, uh, what what would it be?
1: Yeah, so a new just a new person coming on.
0: Yeah, if I just started with you.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I really I, I like to start with with product and diving into our customers and who we're working for, what we're doing, why we do, what we do. Um, you know, I think our, our mission statement's really important. Um, and then talking about how we fit in, we have kind of a complex product in terms of what, uh, what we do and how it can fit in in many different ways. So, um, you know, I think just establishing the importance of that, why people need this, um, you know, how, how that product fits in for those, those different folks and how it couldn't fit in for some folks, um, and figuring that out in advance is really where I like to start. Um, and then moving into conversations, moving into language, moving into, you know, how to get more out of people without feeling like you're badgering them and asking them a bunch of questions, uh, how to actually find pain points. Uh, you know, I constantly, uh, you know, reps that are newer, they'll like pounce on one thing super quick before they have the full picture and they end up shooting themselves in the foot because they just didn't have the ammo they needed for that person. So just learning how to have that conversation, bring that out, um, Is I I think super important to begin with before you before you really dive into the deep stuff.
0: Yep, I'm curious for you personally through your uh, you know the last three or four years that you've kind of really dove into sales and had a lot of success and climbed up the ranks. uh, Other other sort of learning and development, whether it be books or podcasts or you know people you follow on LinkedIn or Instagram or however it is that you like to learn. I'm curious if there's anything that's been really impactful for you or that you recommend to others? Uh, I'm always always looking to hear what people have to recommend.
1: Yeah, no, LinkedIn's great. Um, you know, I, I, there's a ton of great articles on I mean, there's just so many sources, but I, I would say when it comes to me, like when I wanna learn something, when I wanna like actually like dive in, uh, I think books are, are probably my favorite thing. I, I think, you know, if somebody's writing a book, they have actually spent a unbelievable amount of time on that subject. Um, and I feel like even if it's not even that great of a book, I get two or think two or three things out that, that are really important to me that I try to implement. Um, but you know, that's huge. Oh, one thing I, I'm sure you heard uh, Chris Voss, uh, never split oh, yeah. the difference. Uh, he has like a masterclass now and stuff like that, but I've, I've been studying him for a long time. And, um, just that art of a conversation, that art of like, um, you know, how to negotiate with somebody is is incredible to me. So I start, you know, that's that's another thing I start off with people when we're talking about having a conversation is going through that and like teaching labeling, teaching mirroring, teaching going for the no, you know, um, those things are uh they're invaluable when you're on the phone having that conversation.
0: Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um any books that stand out and they could be sales specific or completely otherwise, no, no topic uh off limits. I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, another really great one. Uh, is It's called Insight Selling. Uh, okay. I was talking a little bit about some of the stuff he talks about earlier, uh, which is that you're you're sort of selling yourself, right? You're selling your insights and your expertise to people. Um, John Dor is the okay. author of that. Um, if you haven't read that, it's a great book. Um, you know, I started off my when we started off my career, I started reading you know Challenger Sale. Uh, there's a lot of good bits in that book as well um yeah
0: here's my one thing about the chris boss stuff okay if i can rant for a second no let's do it. so and this is why the fundamentals are so important in keeping it conversational because he's gotten so big and you know quick side plug he was a podcast guest a while ago so people can check that out but he's gotten so big and his stuff is so rock solid but if you do it in the wrong way it's actually a deterrent like i have absolutely right you know, a recruiter or someone that wants to come on the podcast, be like, would it be a terrible idea for you to have me on your podcast? I go, I don't like, yeah, I guess it would, if you're going yeah. to talk like that, you know, it, it's gotta be, you have to, you know, take what the resources are and then really mold it into your own style Absolutely. and make sure it's comfortable, you know, with, with you and, and how you jive. So that's for any book, for any resource, for anything that, you know, great people like, you know, Austin or, you know, Kevin Dorsey or John Barrows or whoever are putting out it on LinkedIn, you got to always make it your own.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you because I'll, I'll teach like mirroring and stuff to people and some people just get it and it just clicks other people. It's just always awkward and they're mirroring at the wrong time. They're mirroring the wrong things. They don't even have a purpose for why they just mirrored somebody, <laughs> right. It just comes across super awkward. So I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, for sure, you you got to take it, and make it your own. And I, honestly, I think that's that's like a super pure, superpower to have is is stealing from people. And you know that's just, that's what kind of sucks about being remote is you don't get to have the fringe benefit of people around you to steal from. But listening to those people that are great or getting their call recordings or any of that, um, and taking those tidbits that are working for them and make it your own right shift that you can't sell the same way he sells but maybe he has some tactic there that's really great working really well make that your own you know um anyway that's
0: totally yeah i totally agree and that's what i miss about being in an office is is being able to take those those little nuggets those little tidbits that you wouldn't normally hear and you're oh wow like man that was a great one liner or you know great yeah. question or so that's why i think agreed that You know, whether it's uh, call recordings, whether it's chatting with people one-on-one, you know, reading different things, try to absorb that and then make it your own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree.
0: Uh, Austin, this has been, uh, this has been a pleasure. Have we, is there anything else that was top of mind for you that we didn't get to uh, as we're kind of get closing out soon?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I wanted to leave it because I think this is really important. It's something people miss a lot that I see, and that's, that's tracking your, your success and not, you know, it, it's so important to know where you need to go, what you need to work on to be better. And people are, you know, they're they're constantly looking at sort of the, the lagging indicator instead of the leading indicator when it comes to that. So, like looking at things like you know, call to set ratio, uh, DM connect rate, things like that, they're telling you things, right? If you're making a crap load of calls right and you're not getting any dms on the phone well maybe you have a problem getting through the gatekeeper right maybe you have a problem you know w- tweaking that area specifically to get better Um, and not waiting to go into your one-on-one for your manager to be like hey this is your number like own those take those under your, your yourself and work on those specific points um and then when you're setting those goals like if i was like okay tommy what's your goal for uh you know next month and you're like oh to book more demos that's not really a you know that that's a lagging indicator right it's not it's not a leading indicator that's not really the goal the goal is to make more calls get you know how do i get a hold of more dms um the those are the things you should be putting your goals around uh, and then that that end sort of indicator there is going to be the the demos booked um anyways i i think it's super super important to track things yourself um i don't see people do it very much
0: yeah well you're the ceo of your own territory your own business what i mean i think that's great advice that was given to me a while ago and so every ceo knows their numbers you know going into a board meeting uh and and you should be the same way about you know your dials your emails you know your pipeline meeting set depending on your role and what you're focused on you got to know those uh so that you can make the tweaks necessary to be successful
1: absolutely yeah
0: awesome where where can people uh find you if they want to you know, kind of geek out about cold calls or, uh, you know, talk about the the music, uh, the music scene in Marin or sure. just learn how to get a sweet mustache.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they can reach out to me. Uh, it's Matthews with two T's at customerlobby.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Austin Matthews on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, either either one of those. Reach out. Oh, cool, man.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Cool. Tommy, appreciate it, man.
0: All right, thank you, everyone, so much for checking out that podcast. Uh, especially if you're in the middle of cleaning the dishes, mowing the lawn, uh, you know, taking a nap, whatever it is that you're doing, multitasking while you're listening to this. I appreciate you. Again, shout out to Gong. Shout out to Postal. Uh, it's the last month of the quarter. Let's get after it, people. And please uh, hit me up on social media. I'm Tommy Tahoe everywhere. Uh, Tom Alemo on LinkedIn and uh, review this podcast. Subscribe. Uh, show some love. Peace.